Hey there! Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of It's Probably Not Aliens? Well, we've got some good news for you. On Nebula, our streaming service, you can get access to all our episodes a week early. That's right, you'll never have to wait again to hear Scott and I debunk the latest ancient astronaut theory or get a movie fact wrong. But that's not all. Nebula is home to dozens of content creators we know you like, so you can find all your favorites in one place. Plus, we post content on there that you won't find anywhere else. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and listen to the next episode right after this one. So, Scott, I know that you recently went on a cruise because you saw a very brief glimpse of Canada while you were there. That's and true, your I only, did. your only Canada experience so far. So you saw, like, an ugly part of Victoria. I went to, I was in, it was my first time ever leaving the country, uh, which I know on this show we talk about you traversing the world like you're Carmen Sandiego. I have never left the States until, well, I guess I did when I was a little kid because I lived in Michigan and we also went to Canada, but I don't remember that. So I will say for the first time in my adult life, I've left the country, went to Canada for about two and a half hours, and I said, that was enough. And I got right back on that big boat. What was your experience? It was great, actually. We got a lot of good photos. In fact, my a lot of my favorite photos from the trip were from were from that little excursion that we did. We just walked around, and uh, it was just you know it was like golden hour. Got some really great photos. It's great. It, it was a good time, and it was very pretty. That whole area. We didn't really do. We literally didn't do anything but walk around. But I did send you a photo, and I tried so hard to 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 find the ugliest, like worst backdrop to send you a photo that was like so this is canada huh and it was it, it was just like a docking station for the boat and it was just not very pretty yeah but like victoria is absurdly pretty but victoria is so pretty so and like again all the photos that i that we took there were like some of the prettiest photos from the entire trip that we went on but yeah i i was just like oh this is this is canada huh <laughs> Just really tried to put you down like I'm a big bully. Mm-hmm. That entire like west coast of Canada, like uh, like all of British Columbia, is super super pretty. It was uh, very nice. You didn't even you didn't even get to go to the mainland and see all like the mountains and stuff. No, we did go Rockies to Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, question: Do you see any ghost ships while you're at sea? Ghost ships. Ghost ships. Um. How would I know? G- 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 ghost ships. G- 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 ghost sh- Thank you for that clarification. Uh, did I see any g- 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 ghost ships? Um, how vis? Because like I did, we did see other ships. But yeah. would a ghost ship be like semi-transparent, and would that be like a dead giveaway? Partially, a dead yeah, yeah. giveaway. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to try and answer that question tonight. Oh, okay. Because normally, normally this show by the way this is a podcast normally this show is about aliens but i guess we're doing ghosts now well we'll see this is an interesting podcast called it's probably not aliens i'm scott nicewender i owe nothing oh, about that's wait. wrong oh sorry nope we're doing it in the wrong order Take two 
I'm Scott Nicewander. I come to this show knowing nothing, but I do know that along the way, we're going to look into ancient astronaut theory and uh, the History Channel show Ancient Aliens, and we're going to debunk a lot of uh, those theories and conspiracies while learning about the real world history behind cool people, places, and things, all of those uh, nouns. And uh, I'm not the, I mean, you've probably heard by now, I'm not the only person on this show. Who else is here? Yeah, hello. Who else is here with us right now? Is there are there, there spirits here with room? us right now? Yeah, I'm communicating this entire podcast via Ouija board. It's an extremely mm-hmm. slow process. The editing is insane. Um, <laughs> my name is Tristan Johnson, and I do this somehow. I do. I I read the things and find the information to inflict upon the audience. As I will, I think that's the right verb. Yes. Yeah. Inflict you inflict wounds upon the audience. One d six psychic damage. Per episode, I like your. I like your. Somehow I do this. Somehow I do. That's I still a, don't that's know a, how I do it every week. That's a. I mean, it's a very correct. I mean, I don't know how I do it, and I don't do anything. I show up and I just sit here and I listen and I learn. Uh, but you actually do the research, and I don't know. This is our because we're both YouTubers as well, and like this is sort of the YouTube busy season right now because that AdSense is real hot uh, with the holiday season coming up, and it's got a lot going on. But we have this podcast to do too. It's a lot of fun. I I I I do. I mean, the way that I do it is that I work on videos for months and months and months, and you just sort of yeah. uh, what's it called? Uh, when it's time to make a video or uh, an episode, it's just like that's when I'm almost done researching actually Mm. the the way that also i do it is that i'm fueled entirely by spite uh that i am just so mad at the show that i need to make this all happen yeah um this is probably like a peak on like spite driven content because this is another one kind of like our episode on the uh will of the wisps and such this is sort of this this comes i think those two uh episodes might have come from the same paragraph (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from ancient aliens yeah, from yeah. the show ancient aliens we're we're going sentence by <laughs> sentence debunking the show ancient aliens because they cram pack a whole bunch of bs into each episode yeah they they're they're big on uh what's called the gish gallop where they just sort of throw so many things at you that you can't even respond mm. to them in time but i refuse to be gish galloped even if it takes a thousand years so what are we, so what is this about we're talking about ghost ships yeah, so basically, this is the idea. This goes to probably one of the worst and darkest uh, corners of America, uh, the cursed place known as known only in whispers mm. to those who are afraid to speak its name out loud. <gasps> Connecticut. Connecticut. That's where Gilmore Girls is. Well, we are going to a place with the ominous name of New Haven. I've heard of this place. It's like the old Haven, but fresher. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a man by the name of Cotton Mather, which is just quite a name. Yes, yes, yes. Who's who is the prodigal son of his very famous father, Increase Mather, Mm. who apparently just just picked a random name out of the dictionary to name every child. So basically, here is the entirety of the ancient aliens claim on this. Yeah. Cotton Mather wrote in a book and I'll get into this in more details, but wrote that uh, some people in New Haven saw a spectral light in the sky and their conclusion was yeah probably aliens probably aliens and that was like i bet it's not aliens just given the uh the sort of oh and 59 uh streak that we're going on here (laughs) 
I more than actually Owen 59 because we've done yeah. a couple grab bag episodes. Yeah. So Owen 62 or 63 and such. Yeah. And so I, I started looking into him like, okay, what's really going on here? Because um, I know who Cotton Mather is. Cotton Mather is a figure. Um, I'll, okay. I'll talk a little bit about, about him, but um, basically he's, 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 he's a, he's a guy, uh, a known quantity in American history. If you study early colonial America. So we'll get to that. But uh, first I want to kind of, I, I want to talk about the people that he is referring to and like what this Please. story actually was because it just was like a couple sentences in the ancient alien show. And I was like, okay, well, what's the actual story here? Um, yeah. Hit me with it. Okay. So let me tell you about new Haven. Uh, the first people to arrive in new Haven started arriving in the 1630s. So we are going way, way, way back for this one. Way back. And basically they lived in this area trying to, uh, get away from the, uh, the sinful, uh, not quite as perfect Puritans in the sinful places like new Amsterdam or Manhattan mm. or Boston. Mm-hmm. And they decided to go further upriver to make an even more religiously uptight society and make this colony that would specifically focus on trading furs and selling goods up the Connecticut River to those bigger colonies. And they would go out to sea. That was the whole idea. Build this little colony. It'll be great. Mm -hmm. The more up the river you go, the closer you are to God. Mm -hmm. The problem was that basically none of that worked. Oh. Um, and they were kind of at their wits end about like, oh, um, how do we how do we make things? And apparently they were focused on all of these tasks and not on other tasks like farming or growing crops. Oh. So time, the stuff that would keep you alive. If yeah. You food. Very yeah, bad okay. at playing uh, the video game Banished because I know what happens uh-huh. is if in Banished you don't grow any food, all the people start dying. It's just like real life. Yeah. So basically in 1646, this didn't really go through and they decided to pick up a new business which was the art of shipbuilding clarification just can you pronounce that again ship the ship heart the dash p- building p- yeah they p- right yeah they, it, you the, said it so quickly i thought you were saying a, a naughty word oh no no i would never say a naughty word here on this mm-hmm. podcast this family-friendly right. christian podcast yeah um, <laughs> that's right so they were getting into making boats um Boat or making. or or setting up fan fiction um relationships between fictional characters they were doing both which is also a sin by the way <laughs> i'm yeah. kidding it's not <laughs> shipping is a sin fan fiction writers <laughs> oh no we're gonna get a lot of hate <laughs> i don't care what castiel and um one of the brothers have uh start love each other or so, something yeah i don't know that i know what show you're talking about but i've never seen sam it. and dean uh the sam and castiel dean. that that's a sin i well, guess well it's gotta be dean right oh is dean it's dean and cat because it's just Des- Destiel is the ship. Right. We can't get into that. We can't get into this. People are going to eat us alive on the internet. That's the best part. We're talking about. Um, I, I, I'm like, I, I'm the other day. I was like, whatever happened to that guy? And then I'm like, maybe I should. And then I'm like, I'm going to go watch this new season of, um, of the boys. And then the guy Mm -hmm. who played Dean Winchester is like the captain America, the not captain America, captain America in that season. Oh, fine. The one who is, who's like not singing in all the memes. Oh no, I've not seen the newest season. 
season. That's not oh. me. Well, so. if you want to know what Dean Winchester looks like as yeah. Captain America, there you go. Anyways, right. so basically they they desperately were like, okay, we need food and things. Okay. So they uh, built a ship. Um, mm-hmm. qu- to quote from the writing, with almost all the strength that was left in them, they built one more ship. Oh, that's so dramatic. I like it. Yeah. And apparently this ship was, um, they built this ship in Rhode Island, another cursed part of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mm-hmm. idea is that they would load it up with their best supplies in the colony and send it back to England and that they would go to England and sell these things and come back with all sorts of goodies that they could then um, save the settlers in. Yeah. How long is it to England anyway by ship? Not couldn't possibly be very long. Yeah. I think it's about six weeks round trip. And that is. God. Yeah. Uh, so in January of 1647, they, they sent okay. this ship out. Um, apparently there was already problems because when it left New Haven, they had to cut through the ice to get out of the harbor. Great. Uh, the cursed way that they read it is with many fears as well as prayers and tears, they set sail. Ooh. And they, they let it go. Yeah. They let it go with the, probably the most like hardcore Puritan way that you possibly could. Now, this is the blessing that was given to the ship by the leader or the founder of New Haven, Reverend John Davenport. Uh, and his, his, his way to save things was Lord, if it be thy pleasure to bury these, our friends at the bottom of the sea, they are thine. Mm. Save them. That was the prayer they sent when they like left. That was their way of like wishing good luck is that, Hey God, mm-hmm. if you want to take the ship down, we're cool with that. Hey man, your will be done. You know, mm-hmm. if we're getting to, if we're, if we're sinners, cause we're shipping, you know, strike us down now. Yes. The game boy person and the guy with the rabbit ears in adventure time. Yes. I'm just going to, every time we say, every time you say ship, I'm going to make up a new ship from us, uh, franchise that I don't Great. know. Fantastic. And see where it goes. Excellent. Um, so what happened then? Did they get struck down? Well, here's what happened. The ship left. Yep. And then spring came. Okay. Um, and other ships came from England. Sure. But not this one. No. And nobody, people started to worry. They didn't know where it went. But also, as they were worried, they prayed that the Lord would, if it's pleasure, let them hear what they had they done their will with their dear friends oh. and prepared them for suitable submission to his holy will. So they were like, if they're dead, at least let us know and let us know why. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. Then in 1647, June. Uh, So six months after the departing of this ship, a thunderstorm struck New Haven. And after the storm, just before sunset, uh, apparently people went out to the harbor's mouth and saw something extraordinary. What'd they see? Moving against the wind, a specter light vessel, her ship or her sails full, moving by some unseen wind. And it looked from a distance like it was the exact same ship that I'd left in January. (gasps) Oh! But that ship was prob was dead, maybe. Yeah. And then so they saw a ghost ship. Mm-hmm. Apparently for half an hour, they watched it approach. Some even getting close enough that they estimated that they could reach it with a stone. Then it began to fall apart. Like as thro- the- they would, they could throw a stone at? They could yeah, throw a rock Yeah, they got that it? close. But then oh. apparently some invisible storm tore it apart. And as the mast fell, its sails were torn and ripped away. And the ship seemed to careen and sink vanishing into a smoky cloud what how funny would that be if that was if it wasn't a ghost ship and all at all and it was just a regular (laughs) if it was just a regular ship that needed help and everyone was like oh that's what happened well at least we have answers and there are people actual living people like out there needing help like is anyone gonna help us you guys are a stone's throw away literally please come and help us oh my god (laughs) Ah, good times the 17th century. So a lot of people witnessed this 
And their basic assumption was that this was sort of like a spectral replication of the past. Like their prayers had been answered. They found out what happened to the ship. God gave them a little replay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that, that's basically, that is the story that, that, that is, that is what ancient aliens said. It's probably an aliens, probably a UFO. You know, what's funny though, is we've done a lot of like debunking, um, like UFO sightings in the past on this show. Like we've Mm -hmm. already, we've done a lot of it. Um, so far, this is the first one that Ancient Aliens is claiming a spaceship to also to like be an at like a Earth ship. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a yeah. boat, but they're just like it's not. Sorry, just you a said ship. ship again. I'm gonna go with um Yoli and TK. Let's do a deep cut on that one. I don't know what that means. That is um season two of the Digimon anime. Wow. I thought you were supposed to do ships about shows you didn't know, but you had that deep cut going. Yeah, that, that, that'll be one. I, I, well, well, All right. Time will come. We'll circle back. So this, yeah, Ancient Aliens is like, that ghost ship was a spaceship, actually. Yeah. It has ship in the name. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that is that is the, that is how deep Ancient Aliens goes on this. Just so you know, the quality of the research you're getting when you're watching the hit, like 16 seasons deep, multi-million dollar producing TV yeah. show. Is that, there any other reason why they would claim this to be a UFO sighting other than it's just, I don't know, people saw weird stuff. I think in many ways that their their plan was, this was part of like an overall section where they were talking about UFO sightings in early America. And they're like, look, there's sightings all over the place. We got this, this, and this. And they were just hoping that you didn't look into it too hard. Oh, um, just rapid fire. Yeah. I get you. And all of this uh, sort of is documented in a book that was written by Cotton Mather called Magnalia Christi Americana, which came out in 1702, about 50 years after the ghost ship sighting. What does that translate to? Uh, Magnalia Christi translates to the the glorious works of Christ in America. All right. So there you go. A Gloria. We got to see how this ship was destroyed. Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, a a book of miracles. Chicken soup for the Puritan soul. We saw how our friends died. <laughs> we saw how our friends died. And I'm traumatized about it, but at least I have closure. It's all right. Three of my 10 kids survived to adulthood. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have almost all of my fingers. Things are great. So apparently he got this story from a pastor, uh, from a pastor in New Haven who didn't see it himself, but spoke to several people who had. So this is a third hand account of what happened. Mm -hmm. And apparently also this story had a habit of changing and growing over the years. Mm -hmm. And I think where this gets where the ancient aliens people picked up is that uh, about a year afterwards, the story morphed so that the the ship came in the sky. Ah, so flying ship and. And then when you hear flying ship, you hear, you think Mm -hmm. spaceship. Also, what is a, yeah. um, Give me, give me one, a flying one, a flying one. Um, two of the megazords from different seasons of power Rangers. (laughs) Pissing. Yeah. What's it called? The megazord from power Rangers and the knockoff megazord from, um, the one where they go into the computer. Okay. I'm trying to remember what that one was called. Nope, I remember it. It came fully formed into my head. Super, hu- superhuman samurai cyber squad. Whoa. Um, 
so, and they had a flying and so they make out they kiss the megazord awesome. and the superhuman samurai in the Aww, internet i'm certain for them ah. a real enemies to lovers i think yeah. <laughs> enemies to lovers yeah there you go so um yeah so that that's sort of like the thing um yeah that's uh in the sky cronenberg's the thing yep yeah cronenberg's the thing so basically this this went around as a story that showed about the folly of caring too much about making money because basically this the uh, the, the lesson became that god struck them down for wanting to make money what, by sending weren't the they going weren't they going for just to survive to get things like supplies and and money and stuff to survive though i mean i feel like even like keep keep in mind how many buckles were on these people's hats yeah like they were like getting money to survive is also like you know greed um, all right. Hey, I'm not going to, I agree. I also agree that things that you should be able to survive for free without having to pay anything. I mm-hmm. also agree that every human should be able to survive on the planet for free. Yeah. These are the kind of things where I talk when I said, uh, I feel like controversially a while back that I think the main problem with our world is not that we're too materialistic, but it's that we're not materialistic enough that mm. we care too much about determining who isn't, isn't greedy instead of like, you know, making yeah. sure everyone has the stuff that they need. Give people the stuff they need to survive and it is possible that a lot of people did see something there was a storm lightning is a thing it might have been it was also sunset the sun is a thing i mean we've talked so many times about how like ufos sightings in the past could just be like funky clouds yeah and like the sky after a thunderstorm at sunset you can imagine all sorts of interesting light things could happen absolutely uh but ufo people like to point out that this might be a a proof because as i'm this is like kind of from the episode and we talked about this a long 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 time ago in our episode on uh renaissance art that there's been this like scouring of the historical record for anything that looks like a UFO because then it can establish uh, an answer to the very uncomfortable fact that UFO sightings started around the time that UFO like flying saucers started showing up in science fiction. They have to dive back into the depths of history to be like, no, see, um, other people were other people saw this stuff before it showed up in movies. So mm-hmm. that means it's real. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I agree. I used to be the person on this show that would come into it with an open mind. And I feel like I've been slipping. You've been tainting me. So you know what? Yes. This was an alien. Okay. Take that, Tristan. Citation needed. Okay. Prove me wrong. Well, this was written by Cotton Mather, um, who uh, you might remember because you probably had to remember his name for like your AP US history test or something at some point. He's mm-hmm, one of those mm-hmm. colonial like big leaders in like early colonial America. A um, couple couple hints about him, not to take down his takes or anything like that, because, you know, we, sure. we, we he, he's the person who wrote this, but it just happened that the story intersected with a pretty big name. Um, basically, um, he's known for being uh, both a believer and a retroactive uh, defender of the Salem witch trials. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, furthermore, uh, he tried several times and failed to become the president of Harvard. Uh, so he decided to go off and make his own university, which eventually became Yale. Gilmore Girls. That's where Rory goes. Okay. All so, right. So anybody who, uh, anybody who goes to Yale might know Cotton Mather because he was like, you know, the founder of Yale basically. And he was one of the big advocates for like citizen science and was actually, uh, really into getting people smallpox inoculations. Now this is a long time before vaccines, but there was this whole thing where 
where you could inoculate somebody where you take the pus from somebody who has smallpox or cowpox, which is like a weaker version of smallpox, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you prick people with it and they'll get mild symptoms, but then they'll be resistant to smallpox. And he liked that. He liked it. He was pro vaccine, pro vaccine. Actually, the term vaccine comes from like the term vacas, which is sort of like the like romance word for cow because of cowpox. Real mixed bag on this Cotton Mather guy, huh? Some good, some bad. If that's not if that's not humanity in a in a nutshell, I don't know. But yeah, extremely hardcore Christian and also a son of increase Mather. Just like one of the super hard super hardcore Christian, but definite but was like but vaccinations are cool though. Yeah. But I like those. So all the people who are talking about like unproven technology and stuff like that, you know, vaccines are like hundreds of years old. Don't even yeah. play. Don't even play. Cotton Mather was into it. He was Christian of all as fuck. people. Yeah. So then, uh, so that's he hated, of, he hated all the young girls that did the magic yeah. that he thought. He just hated them. Although, just loved vaccines. You can get into the Salem witch trials. It turns out that it might have been like, it might have started off with like witnessing some sort of um, like some healing that happened because there was a slave there named Tichuba and she might have helped somebody with some medicine by doing basically what was like her native African like folk medicine. Tristan, and, I am almost positive that we will do a whole episode about. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to I see the Salem Witch Trials was an Aliens. I can't I wait. guarantee uh, you I'll the show that, yeah. does Salem Witch Trials as Aliens. Okay. All right. I'll save it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but then the whole question comes together like, what's going on? It's sort of it, it, like, what's it called? From our modern perspective, it is kind of sus to th- see a ship in the sky. Yeah. Uh, so what is, what is going on? Why is Ancient Aliens trying to say it's a UFO and what could it actually be? Well, like I said, I'm I'm on board with the UFO thing. I think it sounds cool. And I think you're going to have to do a lot of work to prove that it's not really aliens. Well, luckily, I somehow did. <gasps> and we're going to find out after this. Okay. I'm going to say um, Professor Membrane and Zim. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't, I've never watched Invader Zim. I just know it's a thing that people did watch. So I assume that that's yeah. a thing. You know, I had Gurr. People loved Gurr. You remember how, you remember Gurr? Nope. I've never <laughs> seen an episode of Invader Zim, so I have no idea what this is. You know the TikTok sound where it's like, I made it myself. No, like I haven't whole, even gotten like, that. I haven't even gotten the TikTok oh. sound. It's wild. All right. People love ask any ask anyone who was on who is on Tumblr ever. Yeah. <laughs> I did like not grr. I did not Tumblr a whole lot. That's probably why I don't know much about Invader Zim. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so according to skeptics, that there might be other phenomenon that could cause it. And also, again, there's like a bit of misunderstanding the culture surrounding what's going on and all that kind of stuff. Um, but basically, uh, it's 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 sort of like the same way that strange weather phenomenon becomes a divine vision of a lost ship sent by God in the same way that like a UFO after World War II came up in the sort of science fiction craze in mm. the latter half of the 20th century in the sense that people see something weird in the sky and they interpret it through whatever cultural lens that they have in the time for them it was a ship and a ghost in the sky and for people today it's uh it's aliens but um this also delves deep into the phenomenon of ghost ships yes and um like the wind is a little bit taken out of our sails because 
uh, on ha. Halloween. Ha ha. Yeah. Like a ship, like a ghost mm-hmm. ship. A, a little bit taken out of the sales is that Hall- on Halloween day, uh-huh. Kazro, uh, the best history YouTuber on YouTube, uh, they made an, a whole video on ghost ships, basically <sighs> getting into a whole bunch of what I am about to talk about right now. The only ghost ship that I know of in pop culture, and I don't even know if it is a ghost ship, but I think it is, is the Flying Dutchman? Yeah, we're going to get into the Flying Dutchman. <gasps> Exciting! Yeah, um, but also if you guys haven't, if you like history at all, um, go watch Kazro, K-A-Z space R-O-W-E. They're uh, an amazing YouTuber that um, I don't under... Every time I see people talking about history YouTubers, I don't know why they don't completely dominate the conversation because they're the, they're the, probably the best on the site right now. Um, yeah. So go, go watch Kazro. Um, yeah. So basically like a ghost ship is uh, built in the fact that there's always been a lot of superstition surrounding maritime traditions. And we mm-hmm. see this through all of human history. Um, for example, one weird superstition we have about ships, we feel compelled to give them names. Um, that is true. And that is a thing that we have been doing for thousands of years. Furthermore, whenever we launch a ship, there's always some sort of ceremony involved. Ancient Babylonians used to pour bitumen over the hull and sacrifice oxen. Whoa. Ancient Greeks used to uh, take an olive branch headgear and put it on. Uh, okay. They would drink wine, honor the gods, and pour water over the vessel in blessing. That's awesome. And even Ottomans would have a feast and sacrifice sheep before pushing the ship off. Okay. The one that we are probably familiar with is that you take a bottle of wine and smash it against the hull. You smash it. And there's a lot, there's a lot of fail compilations of people just damaging boats, (laughs) brand new boats. Which, if they smash these uh, wine bottles or, or yeah. champagne bottles or whatever against it. Which you can imagine through superstition uh, in a superstitious lens is probably not a good omen. <laughs> no, probably not. So yeah, but like in, it, that's the thing we do in the West. It's supposed to be basically like christening or bapti- baptizing the ship. Yeah. Boy, imagine if we did that to people though. Just like if you baptize. <laughs> I, I, I guess I call it just smash like a bottle of wine over this baby's head. <laughs> Well done, my child. <laughs> that, that they tried one religious sect tried that, except the fact that it didn't last long because every baby died in childhood, and they don't understand why. They don't understand why they didn't get God's approval, original sin, and all that. This is like how this is why, like, I'm genuinely curious about how that Protestant sect where they handle snakes is still around because their leadership just keeps dying from getting bitten by snakes. Because mm. apparently, according to them, there's a belief in the Bible that um, if you are a true of heart Christian, if uh, you will be immune to poison. Oh. And so part of their like se- services is that the the preacher holds a venomous snake in their hands. Okay. And like the current head of this sect in 2018 went to the ICU for like a month because he got bitten by a snake. Well, and like five years earlier, the head of the church was his dad who died after getting uh-huh. bit by a snake. <laughs> well, so the, the, here's your here's their problem, Tristan. It, if it says that they will be immune to poison, it doesn't say that they will be immune to venom. They're doing it wrong. Yeah, there you go. They, 
Uh, what's it called? Uh, poison, you die if you eat it, and venom, you die. Or no, poison, you yeah. die if you bite it, and venom, you die if it bites you. Yeah, they're doing it wrong. They might be immune to poison, but they're just handling a lot of these venomous snakes. They're doing it way wrong. Just just shows the 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 creative places that religion can go. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, sometimes a ship is a ghost ship is a phantom ship, and basically this is the idea that um you will see a ship in the ocean that has nobody on board i think that the difference is like a phantom ship is supposed to be like sort of like a see-through ghosty ship and a ghost ship is a physical ship scene that has no crew and that is uh, a thing that's been around for a while because even though it's associated with supernatural stuff it actually does happen because like if as we kind of mentioned in our bermuda triangle episode i was gonna say we've talked about this in the bermuda triangle episode like if a ship is moored to a dock and gets let go somehow or if the crew abandons ship for whatever reason, the ship doesn't necessarily sink and you might just pass another ship that has nobody on it. Yeah, it might just keep going. Which you can imagine is kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but also it can refer to like a ghostly ship like the Flying Dutchman, which is sort of a fictional ship. Uh, but that it, but it has been, uh, you know, there have been Flying Dutchman spottings throughout history. Um, or like I said, uh, an adrift derelict ship with the missing crew like the Mary Celeste, which is another famous ghost ship from American mm. history. Or I don't know if it's from American history, but a famous ship. Well, the Flying Dutchman even says that it's flying yeah. in the name. The Flying so. Dutchman um, is the place where you can get all-you-can-eat seafood. Uh, that's a Simpsons reference, Ooh. everybody. Ah. There, in the Simpsons, in the Simpsons, uh, there's a Simpsons episode where, and it's a great plot for an episode, where uh, all-you-can-eat seafood restaurant comes out called the Frying Dutchman. Great name. No oh, notes. Oh, that's good. Um, but then Homer uh, gets kicked out and he still wants to eat and then he sues the buffet because he didn't get all he could eat it's a great plot everybody so it's great i've never i i've rarely ever watched the simpsons so now it'll be my turn to ship su- ship people okay. from a show that i've not seen i'm gonna do crusty and mo mo is there a mo yeah it's a boat bartender awesome interesting i think those voice two, the same guy too maybe well not. there you go and then their their children will have very similar voices. Um, I think they're might, they might not be. I can't remember, but I feel like they're all because this whole thing with Krusty, where he's voiced by the same guy who plays Homer. Because early when the show was starting, they were going to have it so that Homer was secretly this. Crusty, but then they decided they not look to go so it. similar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that that's the thing is that a ghost ship often like is a thing that happens, but then gets like legends built up around it after they've been abandoned. Gotcha. And then also becomes like associated with these sort of like supernatural stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So could, I know the Flying Dutchman by name, but is there like what's the, is there like a proper story behind that one? More or less. It's like a story where uh, people might see this ship, this ghostly ship that um, sort of rides above the water, like slightly mm-hmm. above the water. Okay. And uh, if you see that, that that's like, you know, a bad it's a bad omen. Bad things are going to happen. Gotcha. Um, basically, it's a it's a big part of like maritime lore mm-hmm. that it's this ship that's doomed to sail the seas forever because it can never make port apparently it has some origins in the 1600s but uh there are many different stories and myths surrounding it 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 might be like a kind of like you know sailor's fable to talk about arrogance and recklessness at sea because they know that like you know not being safe at sea can be very dangerous and so this sort of Mm. becomes like a a note about that and oftentimes seeing it is supposed to be like a sign that like doom or death is going to come soon yeah and not only is not being safe safe at 
see dangerous. Um, not being safe anywhere is dangerous. I feel like that's the definition of danger yeah, is yeah, not yeah. being safe. But yeah. like being at sea is a dangerous thing. Like, yeah, especially in olden times, you know, going out to sea, there's a whole, I'll get into this a little bit, but like, you know, every time a ship leaves shore, there's like a little bit of a gamble, right? Oh yeah. I mean, all I was thinking about on my cruise was, boy, I hope we don't see icebergs. And we saw we we very specifically went to a glacier, but a glacier is is is, you know, just moving ice, which feels like an iceberg with an agenda. <laughs> you know, like it's like it's like an iceberg that's like, I'm coming to get you, <laughs> you yeah, know, like uh, you stay you stay right there. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> oh, boy. But we were fine. I'm glad that you made it home. Uh, then you would be a ghost. And that would be uh, that would make the last few podcasts very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very tricky. But basically, like, there's a lot of stories, uh, see, like, sea stories of people f- seeing ships that are known to have gone missing or have sunk. Um, Mm -hmm. or ships that just become haunted because like people have been seeing ghosts or paranormal activity on the ship. And most famous one is probably the Queen Mary. Oh, I've heard of the Queen Mary. Is that in that's that's in California currently, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. The Queen Mary has a lot of ghost ships and it's known to be cursed. And there is like a long history of like ships getting a rumor that they are cursed and crews like people not willing to sail on it because they feel like it has like bad omens attached to it. So there's like a like I said, it's all part of like this very intricate set of superstition associated with um, with sailing. Mm-hmm. But what it probably is most likely is something called a superior mirage, which I think is really interesting. Uh, sometimes <gasps> it's called Fata Morgana, but it's this idea that in yes. certain conditions you can see, uh, like if there's a lot of moisture in the air and the atmosphere and light is all in the right way, you might mm-hmm. be able to see objects that are over the horizon or very far away as if they are a lot closer. And yes. sometimes you can see things that aren't there and sometimes you can see these mirages in a weird way where it looks like they're almost floating above the water yes so a while a couple years ago when my youtube channel did a lot more science related stuff than i do right now uh i made a video about of all things um captain cold from the flash and in the early comics he used to use his like ice gun his freeze gun to like create mirages um to trick the flash now they were spectacular and like fantastical like he would make monsters appear or whatever out of nothing but what i talked about in the video is exactly this where like certain differences in temperature and atmosphere and the way that the light hits certain things and and, like the way that light travels through the you know differences in, in the temperature and atmosphere and things like that can create exactly this sort of and there are and you can look it up and maybe we'll tweet out some photos on probs not aliens uh twitter account um there are very very interesting like modern photos of this phenomenon that people take where you can see what looks like a ship floating above the water if it's far enough out uh to the horizon like it'll look like the ship is just hovering above it and it'll look like it's a flying ship and it's they're like modern real photos that and it's because it's a thing that still happens and and because yeah it's it's always been happening and captain cold it makes sense too because this is a phenomenon that happens a lot in the arctic yeah Um, So you could imagine if, say, conditions were right, like there has to be a lot of moisture in the air, like, say, maybe right after a thunderstorm Mm -hmm. and uh, the light has to be doing something weird, like, say, right before the sun goes down, that somebody like, say, maybe a handful of people in New Haven, Connecticut might have seen a ship floating above the water Um, Mm -hmm. that also 
seemed to fall apart as the mirage dissolved. And they concluded that that was a vision of, say, another ship that they were looking for. That's I I knew about superior mirages and I did not put it together that that is how like ghost ships potentially could have come come about that's so interesting to me all right you you caught me on this one i i wanted you to prove that ghost ships and spaceships aliens and stuff was wrong in this case and i think i think this does it because because there are actually like again i can't stress enough there are tons of photos of this exact thing yeah that you can that you can google and it's really cool but also i think it speaks a lot to like why have so many superstitions like this. And I think that one of the things that we in our like modern age where our forms of transportation are safe and we don't have to leave for months at a time, we don't travel that mm. long anymore. But like there's all sorts of traditions and things like, um, for example, a lot of times wives of sailors will light candles by the shore in hopes that, you know, it'll guide their husbands home. Mm. And like the idea that it like, you know, sailors, like one big thing about their job is that it's dangerous and there is a very reasonable chance that, you know, one day you're going to leave and you will not come back. And yeah, you can I mean, imagine that, think- that situation would there'd be a lot of cultural build up around it and things like ghost ships being like. Because think if you think about it, right, like like we've know a lot about death and grieving and we know that when people die at in a situation like at sea where there's no body, there's no closure, there's not even like 100 percent knowing what happened. Yeah. And I think and I, yeah, I joked about it earlier, but you're I mean, but you're exactly right. Like people want closure. They want to know what happened. And so if they see something like this, you know, especially in the past where they couldn't quite understand what was happening. Like I, I'll go out on a limb here and I'll say, I think this is probably exactly what happened. You know, like seeing a, a, a ship even, you know, in the sky or whatever. Right. Cause that's what these mirages can do. I feel like this is probably, it feels right to me that this is probably what happened. And you could interpret that not understanding fully how that happens. You, people, People wouldn't probably definitely interpret it as like, you know, this, I just needed closure on this, what happened to our friends and our family that went out. And I just wanted, I just want to know. And this feels like a supernatural sort of sign that is like, here's what happened. And yeah, I feel like if I was in desperate need of closure and explanations and things like that, I would believe, I would believe that. Now, these people back then did not believe that it was aliens. They believed that it was, you know, like God's explanation yeah. for for what, what happened to the ship. The alien thing was tacked on much later. Yeah. And I would also say that if there's one thing we learned on this show is that motivated reasoning is an extremely powerful force. Yes. Uh, people will believe really ridiculous things if they have another motivation that where they want that to be the case. And yeah, I mean, this is exactly because it's it, the, and this this specific story tackles it in two different ways, right? It's the original story of people being, you know, thinking that it was a message from God about like, this is what happened to that ship. And then you get the ancient astronaut theorists who look back on it and are just like, uh, actually, this was aliens uh, and we will project the alien part onto it. 
for no because it doesn't even i don't know if ancient aliens goes into any more detail like what would be the reasoning behind it's just it it's just aliens just aliens happened and they were there coincidentally yeah i mean like the the way that they would say it is like well these people saw lights in this a light in the sky and interpreted it as a ship because that's the way that mm-hmm. they would have interpreted things because we've seen a lot they, that people in the past seem to be incapable of just describing shapes and colors and they always have to say that it's a thing that it is that is not that so that they can reinterpret writings to be UFOs. They're like, of course, it, yeah. they, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't be. The, the word for circle didn't exist back then. The word for metallic didn't exist back then, obviously. Right. <laughs> right, right. They're like, they had no other way of describing it other than a, a ship. And when they said ship, what they meant was spaceship. because we didn't invent adjectives until World War II. Exactly. Now, you and I said the word ship a whole bunch in this end thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we need, I'll do one half of a ship and then you can do another half of a ship and they don't have to be from the same show. Okay. So like a show I know nothing about is... Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. A show I know... <laughs> A show I know so little about, I will have to Google who is in it, what characters' names are. I am going to ship. I want to make sure it's a character who's old. (laughs) Grunkle Stan. That feels like an old character. I'm going to ship Grunkle Stan. And who are we shipping Grunkle Stan with? Uh, Special Agent Dale Cooper from the show Twin Peaks. (laughs) (laughs) Another show I don't know anything about. That's pretty good <laughs> have you did you watch twin peaks do you know this i have watched i watched twin peaks when i was in high school so it's been a it's been a, i mean it hasn't been long at all i'm young and virile i literally have no idea who he is i just i just went to the wikipedia page for twin peaks characters and just picked one <laughs> excellent now we are expecting everyone to draw up our, our various ships. ships i can't wait uh, for the the megazord and the superhuman samurai that's that's a good one what's that genre called like the genre that like the sort of power ranger genre of like big robots coming together to do a thing it has a name um, doesn't it it does i know that i know you don't typically don't anime know. doesn't really fit in your like your typical comic book genre so i don't expect that it's a japan thing i did an F- i did a video a long time ago about the spider man the big one is the cat one right uh thundercats thundercats is, is big one um what if we ship special agent dale cooper with one of the beyblades from beyblade or what if we okay special agent dale cooper with officer coop from stranger things his name is also cooper though right is there are there multiple coopers yeah it's it's a it's a cooper cooper hey you can send fan art of all of the ships we did to our twitter account at probs not aliens while we still have a twitter account yeah <laughs> who knows what that website's up to we're verified <laughs> now i just paid 20 bucks for it i paid eight dollars a month to be verified on on tweet.com i do love that uh very soon having being verified on twitter is going to be relegated to the same status as having a hexagon thing where all every post you have you're just gonna be made fun of all it will signal is that people can bully you and should bully you What else should we promote? You've got stuff that you do. Yes, uh, I, I'm Tristan. Hi, I make uh, YouTube videos called, uh, I make YouTube videos on a channel called Step Back at stepbackhistory.com. Um, if you're watching this, it's late November. So my latest video is on the apocalypse 
and Whoa. American culture's obsession with the apocalypse. Uh, and specifically about how that feeds into the far right. And then I use the case study of Y2K and how a rather small computer bug caused a whole bunch of people to think that the end was near and mm. drove them into the hands of weird far right people. Well, that's that that'll be a nice uh, little appetizer as well for yeah. what are you uh, up to? What, well, when we do this, we're, we're going to do an episode of the podcast later this year, which will also be about a time when we were all supposed to die. Yes. Right. Yep. That's soon. That's probably in about a month from the time of this episode coming out. Fantastic. Uh, so you're on a roll with those topics. I have a YouTube channel called NerdSync, N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C. I've talked about it a couple times on this episode. Let that nerd I- sink in. Hey, um, I uh, make video essays about cartoons and comics and uh, I made some Scooby-Doo stuff recently. I talked about why Scooby-Doo has a laugh track. I think that episode's very good. If you want to go watch that, I've got a bunch of stuff about Namor coming up this month. Um, so please watch it because I don't like Namor, but I'm diving into the history of Namor and also the 1966 cartoon. We need people like you because as the as marvel starts hitting the bottom of the barrel of their best characters they have Mm -hmm. to introduce new nostalgia characters and everybody wants to be the person who pretends like they know what a namor is you're like yeah namor sure yeah i mean the the and this is and this is not a this is not me trying to like i'm not like gatekeeping or anything here because but this is this is genuinely how the internet works is like a marvel trailer will happen and then the next day everyone is an expert on whatever character or teaser or something that happened um but i am here to not really be an expert on a character's whole history but rather be an uh, uh, an expert on the very beginnings how they were created what's a weird thing about their history my favorite nerd sync videos are the ones where you are uh where you're delving into the comic book in like the history of comic book industry like yes the one about ditko hands the one about um yeah. about jack kirby's collages Collage like all of those art. are really yeah. good well thank you uh and yeah the namor video will be very similar i'm gonna dive into the real world history of namor's creator who john namor J- jonathan namor who uh really just made a self-insert character huh <laughs> i don't even Goodness. know what namor's deal is uh what's his what's his thing because he like he's like he's the new thanos right they're doing that no namor's like a he's like a he's he's a hero but he's a dick about about it that's his thing oh it's been it's marvel's aquaman okay yeah he's the wet one he's the wet one with the wings on his feet i always say that like every marvel and dc superhero that is good has a crappier one that the other ones did to fill the niche so this is marvel doing aquaman yeah but namor came out first dc did aquaman and then they in my opinion did it better Oh, interesting. Anyway, um, hey, please write reviews of this show. If you like this show, you can write reviews. Did you know that? Tristan, did you this. know that? I've heard rumors. You can write reviews of this show on Apple Podcasts, and I think you can even rate it on Spotify, and we love all the people that do that. Thank you so much to everyone. And occasionally I read out people's names, but they're not in front of me right now. Um, I'm going to make up some names. Thank you to Bob Ross. Namor. Steve, <laughs> Steve from Blue's Clues. Namor. <laughs> Namor's Wet Feet. That's that, that's that username. Namor. Thank you to Namor's Wet Feet for writing a review. Don't look Apple at that Podcast. guy's uh, internet browsing history. Do not. <laughs> 
and all the other nerds who write reviews for this show. Thank you so much to everyone. And tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends about this show. Why should they do that? Uh, podcasts don't have recommendation algorithms. So word of mouth is really the only way that this show grows. And so if you think that there are people in your lives who like this show, lots of dads, lots of dads who would like this show. If you think mm-hmm. that you... Uh, are or know a dad who um who would like this show uh if you think that you're a dad you might like this show and there are all sorts of dads there are boy dads there are girl dads there are non-binary dads dads come in all shapes and sizes there are dads who don't have kids absolutely dad is a state of mind it is maybe we're all dads (laughs) we're all do do the good do the good burger song where he talks about he's a dude she's a dude i'm a dude we're all dudes but but it's it's just dads yeah there you go yeah um, and a great place to send people is probsnotaliens.com. It's got links to all of our uh, links to all the places you can listen to this podcast. We're on YouTube. If you want to watch it there and subscribe there and let us make AdSense off of this podcast, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Please do that. Please subscribe and listen on YouTube so we can monetize this podcast and make money off of it. That'd be great. Yeah. Otherwise, this is the, the longest outro we've ever done. Yeah. So I think we're done. My name is Scott Nicewander. And my name is Susan Johnson. Uh, and keep in mind that the truth is out there. Probably. Clamp Clamp and Fisto. Clamp Clamp He-Man. and Fisto? Clamp no, Clamp and Fisto. Those aren't real characters. Those can't possibly be real characters. <laughs> Sorry, Clamp Champ and Fisto. Clamp Champ. See, that's much better. That makes sense.